Hello everyone, welcome to Talk Talks. I'm your host, Andrew Kistner. And today we have an awesome guest. Uh, over the last couple of podcasts, you've noticed that we've interviewed some of the medical staff at the Oxford Center. And so we have our, our last one as of right now, uh, which is L. Van Overmeyer. It's a strong Mere. name. Van Overmeer. And uh, she's got an actual, actually a long history with the Oxford Center. And wanted to sit down and talk with her, get to know her a little bit. She's a PA and uh, does all kinds of different things here, but we'll, we'll dive in and find out who she is, what she does. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you. So glad to be here. Um, I'm glad to have you. So I know that you actually were at Oxford as a hyperbaric tech mm -hmm. a long time ago. Yes. So tell me a little bit about that. How did you find Oxford and how did you get into hyperbaric medicine? Yeah, well, so I started as just wanting to be a PA. So I always kind of knew okay. that that was the route I wanted to go. My mom's a nurse. So okay. I knew it was the medical fields that I wanted to go into. I think I was like 15, 16, and we had a family friend that was a PA. Okay. So then he always talked about how awesome his job is and that you can change fields and work in any you know type of medicine that you want. And Very flexible. So, yeah, flexible. Okay. So I, you know, I knew that was the route I wanted to go, so I started getting my experience you know, in the medical field. So I started as... Um, like a home care person okay. taking care of elderly so i'd have clients and you know taking care of them you know driving them to get their groceries that kind of thing and at this point you were like a nurse's assistant and not even yet yeah not, not even yet. yet you're just so, helping out yep so okay. you didn't i didn't need a certificate at that time okay. and then i wanted more experience so then i got uh, my nurse's aid um, certificate okay. and started working at a nursing home primarily on the dementia unit. Yep. So loved that, loved all my patients, um, but it's a grind, you know. Yes, that's where Emily started. I don't know if you yeah. knew that. Uh, when she was in high school, mm -hmm. in, in nursing school, uh, she started at a place in Toledo. It was an Alzheimer unit, in Alzheimer and dementia. So yeah. you guys have something in common there. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it's very rewarding, but also very hard. Yeah, you it's know, tough. It's hard watching the family come and they don't remember. Um, you know, and it's hard on your body. I had tendinitis from yeah. turning the patients, lifting the patients where I couldn't even like lift like a pot or anything because right. my wrist hurt so bad. Like, I don't know how people do this long term because right. our backs and there was people who have been doing it for 20 years. So, right. but anyways, loved my experience there. And so it was just continuing to gain experience to get into PA school. Okay. And so then um, I was trying to broaden my experience because I had worked there for several years then and was also getting my bachelor's at the time. Um, graduated and then got my EMT. Okay. Um, went to like EMT school. Right. And my mom happened to find, she like drove past it, I think, and looked it up. I feel like my mom Was it did, here or was it in South Line? It was in South Line. Okay. So three tanks only there, right, much right. smaller. Um, and I had no idea what hyperbaric medicine was. <laughs> I love it. Most yeah. people don't. Yeah, I had no idea. And my, so my mom, I feel like she gets me all of the cool things. Mm -hmm. Like all of my jobs, found me my wedding venue. She's like, <laughs> I don't even, she's magic. She love finds it. all of the things that are like the perfect fit for me. Yeah. Picks out my outfits. No, right. <laughs> I mean, she does. She, she buys most of my clothes for me. <laughs> I love it. But she just knows me to a T. So um, she found the job and then I applied and I met Tammy and Gary at the time, yeah. you know, and I was just like, this is what I need, uh, not only for my experience, but like to get away from how mentally draining it can also be working right. in a nursing home. Right. 
So and then I got to experience how cool it was to awesome. treat patients in a totally different different way. Oh yeah. And how long did you work for the Ashford Center at that point? Um, I must have worked there. I think it was only about a year because okay. I got into PA school right. with that experience like immediately. So That's I cool. definitely credit them a little bit uh, yeah. at the Oxford Center for right. me getting in because it was such a unique experience. Like they get lots of EMTs, lots of right. CNAs, but how many hyperbaric techs do they get? Right, true. So, and where did you go to PA many. school at? Um, University of Finley, Ohio. Okay. Oh, so, so an hour because we're from Toledo, mm-hmm. and so just an hour north. I used to spend time in Finley. Yeah. So that's that's small, a nice area. It is a small, small area. private school. There was 19 in my class. So Sweet. Very competitive. Yeah, I think I, I don't even remember hundreds apply, and then right. only 19 students. So very cool experience. Awesome. Very one-on-one with like the professors and all of that. Yeah, did you move, I assume you moved down there. It's not too far of a drive, mm-hmm. but you moved down there. I moved down there. When you're in PA school, it's like you need to be all in. Right. Like from morning to night, studying. Right. Because, you know, it's just very intense and right. you got to get certain grades to pass. Right. And, you know. So, Probably with everything, but so, yeah. Yep, for everything. <laughs> yep. Um, and... So I know PA, that, that whole field has grown significantly, and they can do a lot more mm-hmm. um, than, uh, if I remember correctly, there's a, a legislation and whatnot in Michigan that passed in 2017, you know, which opened up kind of a lot of doors for PAs. Yeah. Um, and how do you think that that affected you? Did, you know, I'm not sure when you graduated, but how do you think that, are you able to do all the things that you want to do for the most part? Oh, yeah. Yep. That's cool. And more than I, you know, would have thought too. So right. treat, diagnose, you know, anything that a doctor can do, if there's something that I have a question about, you just have to be able to call the doctor. Right. So you just have to have a contact mm-hmm. um, that you can um, reach out to in case there's something that, you know, you need help yeah. with. Yeah. So if I had something rare or I've never seen before, right. you just have to have that, that person. Yeah. So, awesome. But, yep, can do just about everything. Very neat. Yeah. And now I know that um, you got married at some point. Mm-hmm. So where did you meet? What's your husband's name? I don't think I've, I've Joe. met him. Joe. Joe. Joey. Joseph. I call him all of the things. I love it. I love it. So <laughs> where did you guys meet? So at my very first job in Dexter, Michigan, at mm-hmm. Jets Pizza. His parents were the owner at okay. the time. He's he owns it now. Awesome. Um, but yeah, I topped pizza there. So. My first job. That was your first job is making pizzas. Yes. I love it. Yes. Now, I did the pizza delivery in, in probably college, high school, I don't know, somewhere in there. It's it, fun. Yeah. One it's of my fun. favorite jobs. And not just because he was there, it's just like a fun time. Like you get there and all of the stresses from life, like, right. you know, they disappear. You're just make making pizza. pizzas and make, who doesn't love pizza? Right. True. So, true. Yeah. I didn't, I worked at Papa John's and I didn't make any money um, because we got a big discount on pizza. And so I would literally, I, I would, yeah, my whole paycheck went towards pizza and I ate pizza every day. I yeah. absolutely loved it. At the time, it was a little torture for me because I've been gluten-free okay. like most of my life since I was 12. Right. And now they have a delicious gluten-free pizza, but they didn't back then. Yeah. And so I just had to smell it. It's really grown. All of the, it, it has. I feel like back then being gluten-free I would like cry because I was a little right. 12 year old. There, right. It was like a cardboard pizza. Right. You might as well serve me cardboard. Right, right. The noodles would be like 
a mush ball. Like, <laughs> horrible. My brother would complain because he's not gluten-free, right. but my mom's cooking gluten-free. But now... Are you the only one in your family gluten-free? My dad as well. Yeah. Yeah, which he didn't know it until after I became gluten-free that he needed to be gluten-free as well because often right. it's in the family. Yeah. Um, and so I went gluten-free and then I felt 100% better. Yeah. And That's usually how it goes. Yeah. Um, which was another reason why I got to the Oxford Center and was right. like, my people, right, because exactly. they're, everyone's gluten-free. And it's like, it, at the time, was still this weird thing. It was. But now it's not. And now there's pizza at almost every pizza place, yeah. pasta, at every, like, I don't feel limited at all in right. my diet. Restaurants are really expanding. Mm -hmm. uh, and even groceries, everywhere is expanding gluten-free. People have found such huge benefits. Mm -hmm. um, there was a book that I want to read, and it talks about how wheat has changed. Um, you know, wheat that was yeah. around oh, yeah. however many years ago is not the same wheat that we're eating. And this is why, um, I haven't read the book, obviously, but this, you know, this is why we're now having problems with this, yeah. you know, over the last 10, 15, 20, 30, 40, whatever amount of time of years. Um, I would definitely want to read that book to study up on the scientific side of things, on how wheat, you know, from 100 years ago is very different than the wheat yeah. we eat now and why we're having problems. Yeah. Um, so you became gluten-free and started your journey to crunchyhood, which I had <laughs> to explain to you what that term, you had never heard the term crunchy no, before. No, nope. I hadn't, maybe until a year ago, and I don't remember who used it. It might have been Carter that used it first. Um, and I'm like, what is this term? And he explained it to me. And then I realized, oh yeah, we're crunchy. We're, my whole family's <laughs> crunchy. I'm less crunchy. Um, but uh, I think, you know, as a whole, the Oxford Center you're right in your statement of you found yes. your you found your people. Yes, I definitely feel at home here. Right, everyone's at a different level, which yeah. I appreciate. I yeah. don't think anyone's going to judge um, no. Emily a little bit, me personally, but uh, <laughs> I, I'll give her that one. Um, but that's good, you know, uh, to fit into a, uh, a place, you know, not just with your job, but your philosophy, your values. Yeah. So, uh, so you went. Um, so you met your husband, Joe. Yes. Um, Joey Joseph at uh, well, your first job. Yes. And when did you get married? Uh, 2021. So 2021. we didn't start dating till much, much later. Got it. Um, so after I was done with Jets Pizza, we got back in touch. And um, actually, I think his, it was because of his dad. So close with his dad. They right. were really short staffed. <laughs> and he like called me and was like, will you come in? I couldn't. But right. that, I, that like rekindled the connection. Uh -huh. and, so it was pretty cool. And then you've had a little one since then. Yes. So we have a nine-month-old. Love it. She's super sassy, super awesome, <laughs> super fun. It only gets worse. She's crawling around the place, laughing. It. She's fun. She's got two teeth. She likes to show everyone. She goes like this <laughs> and sniffs. <laughs> it's funny. So They're absolutely great. Yes. Uh, I love having kids. Um, and you decided after PA school, Don, did you work anywhere? You came back to the Oxford Center. Did you work anywhere between uh, the Oxford, you know, PA school graduating and the, uh, the Oxford Center now? Yeah. So I graduated it like, and so I graduated. I went on a wonderful vacation. Mm -hmm. I came home and boom, COVID. Like horrible, freezing, higher freezing. Surgeons right. weren't doing surgery. So I was like, what, how am I gonna find a job in right. the thick of COVID? Yeah. So I you know, was lucky, lucky and I found a job doing in-home care in internal medicine. Okay. And then also sports medicine, which was really cool because um, I got a lot of experience in treating patients like pain more on the natural side right. um, with a DO. 
um, but we were like driving to patients' homes right. doing this. So um, it was really cool, really good relationships um, that I built with these patients. Um, and you good know. experience. You know. Yeah, yeah, definitely good experience. Um, and then like they, you know, would I would walk in their home and they would want coffee and a meal and to feed me and all of these things. So <laughs> I love it. it was a really cool experience. Um, it was a lot driving and all of right. that. So wanted to be closer to home. Um, now, were you based here at that point? It, so it was like, um, you mean living here? Yes. Yes. So okay. I moved back to Ann Arbor Got it. Um, with my husband. So. Got it. Yep, so did that, and then I went to an urgent care, and I got really cool experience there in the thick of COVID again, because right. we were seeing like 60 plus patients at least a day, wow. um, COVID testing, and right. then all the other things. Luckily, because it was all telemed at the time for COVID, right. and but they would still come, and so I'd like run out to their car and be doing physical exams in their car and swabbing their noses and <laughs> just, it felt like chaos to start the medical field and you right. know but it was it was good all really good experiences um and then i got pregnant in the urgent care and it was 12-hour shifts yeah you know but like so cool because you saw the most unique things in the urgent care you For just sure. never knew what was going to walk into the you know right. into the room you know from chest pain to gaping wound to like, you know, anything, anything and everything. So I loved that. Like, right. <laughs> you know, nerd me is Sounds like, awful. a wound to suture. Yay. So, uh, so you get along with Tammy. <laughs> yes. She grosses me out. Oh, I love she it. She loves the whole wound cleaning oh, side of things. I love it. Did she ever tell you about the book she read? I don't think so. Of the old surgeries? Mm -mm. Oh my goodness, don't. Um, there, it's a book that she has. I have no idea what the title was. She was reading it, and she came in and started talking about it. I'm like, you have to leave. I don't want to hear any of this. Uh, but it's about how they did surgeries a long time ago. Um, like, you have a problem. Here's what they did for it. It's awful, but it sounds right up your alley. <laughs> I would probably love it. Oh, it's awful. I love all of the gross, weird things. You know, a person would come in with, like, earwax and be cleaned. I'm like, yes, let's get the earwax out. <laughs> So, like, this is like kidney stones. How do we get those when we don't know how to get them? Uh, and they just, like, dove right in. And it's not fun to read. You I'll feel have, pain, physical I'll, pain. I'll have to ask her the book. You'll have to I'll ask I'll enjoy her. it. You will probably enjoy it. Not for me. Don't want to hear about it. No, I like this side of things, of history and, and medicine. Um, so, like, they didn't have anesthesia things. Like, wow. Yeah, yeah. This is bite, you know, drink some whiskey and bite on a leather strap. I'd times. love to see like 50 years from now, like looking back, like oh, yeah. what are the weird things that we're doing now <laughs> right, in medicine? Yes. Like there's going to be you something. Did what? It's like we did what? <laughs> <laughs> very, very true. Yeah. Um, so, you, uh, so what brought you back to the Oxford Center? Yep. So there was, you know, I loved each job for what it had, but there was always like a little piece missing and baby did play a big role because they wanted yeah. to slow down a little bit, you know, right. seeing 60 plus patients, 12 hour shifts. Like I would leave before she woke up and got home after she's asleep. Like nah. that's not an option. No. Um, and the company, you know, only did 12 hour shifts understandably, yeah. but it wasn't going to fit lifestyle with a baby, right. but more so what specifically brought me back here was I felt like I wanted to, fix the patient from as a whole from right. the core find the root problem not be slapping here's a medication and now you're right. on it for life goodbye you know have right. fun um, 
and they do that here. Like it, the setup and the philosophies here, like, right. you know, Tammy's like, we will, we never want to overload your schedule because it's important that you spend enough time with each and every patient. That's a huge difference from having to right. like quickly see 60 plus patients a day. Right. So how many can we fit in this, mm -hmm. you know, one hour segment? Yeah. Which, you know, way. which urgent care is different because you have to see those patients like right. they need you you have they're obviously there no right. other option so it's different you you can't do that in an urgent care setting because right. you have to see those patients right primary care is different because yeah. you, you schedule them you schedule them yeah it's different um so you know but you still most jobs primary right. care you know i have 15 minutes each patient but they have 20 problems right like how can you fit all of that you can't so yeah. That's that's how I found my way back here. Love so. it. I know everyone was very excited, and I I didn't know who you were because we were obviously after uh, we started our journey with uh, Oxford, and end of 2019 is when our discovery session was. We didn't start until beginning of 2020, right when COVID hit. Yeah. Um, and I didn't know who L was, um, and everyone's like, L applied, L's coming back. I mean, they were <laughs> everyone was very excited. So uh, to to have you back, and you were probably a shoe in. They knew you very well. Um, yeah, and to, I feel as though here, obviously, skills are hugely important. Um, you're not going to get hired without the skills and you know the knowledge and things like that. But philosophy is almost equally as important. Yeah. So uh, when we know somebody's philosophy coming in, um, it I think makes things a lot easier. Yeah. You know, uh, on that transition in, into yeah. here. So. And it's funny because something had always stuck with me through all of PA school, through like each of my job, and it was a patient that I had as a hyperbaric tech who okay. found out I was going to be a PA, and she was like, you're going to hate it. And I was like, what do you mean? Like, this is my dream. I'm right. not going to hate it. And she was like, you're going to hate it. They're just pill pushers. And wrong, right and wrong. Right. Because it's how I want to be a PA. And that's right. how most PAs are. You know, they're not just gonna push pills but right. some might you know right. um, some might not have the time to do otherwise find the core issue right um, but it had always stuck with me I'm like I'm going to prove her wrong right. I'm not just gonna push pills I'm going to help each and every person so right another reason that well there's more than one way to accomplish you know yes. things uh, and it's not always necessarily traditional Western medicine you know yeah. um, and we, I've said this a hundred times, we're, we're not the Band-Aid type of people. Right. I, metaphorically. Um, like if, you're, if you have a cut in your finger, we're going to give you a Band-Aid. But, um, you know, we, we want to find the, the root cause of yeah. things and um, change that, fix yeah. that. And that a lot of times will correct all the, you know, the other yeah, things. Yeah, exactly. Like the medication is very important. For sure. So I'm going to prescribe it if you need it. Right. But if I can fix your problem with diet, or exercise or something right. natural, we're gonna start there. Yeah. If you're willing. Right. If you're not willing, you know, then sure. You know. Right. We'll exactly. discuss all of the options of how we can fix your problem because yeah. it's what the patient wants is right. most important. So right. very good. Yeah. Um so I know that you see kind of you could you have the ability to see a wide array of, of patients. Yeah. Who do you like to see? All of them. All of them? <laughs> <laughs> well, so I love the geriatric population just because okay, that's, that's where I started, you right. know. Um, I love, you know, spent my time in the nursing home, started with in-home care. Right. But I love that, like, wide variety of I want to see anything and everything. Right. 
have a new, I have a, not a newborn anymore, so fast, nine yeah, months. It's but crazy, isn't I have it? a baby at home, right. so love seeing the babies, uh, peds. I thought for a long time I wanted to just go into peds, but right. then I would be missing all the other things. So right. anything and everything, I like seeing. So full like family practice. Full family practice. Love that. Yes. Very good. And obviously um, insurance covered and all that. Awesome. Absolutely. I know things get complicated with um, insurance and you, like who you have insure is your insurance company and will they have to be your primary care or they don't have to be or. I hate insurance. It's awful. Isn't <laughs> I hate it? trying to think about things. You know? Right. But luckily we have, we have an office. Awesome. <laughs> they can do all Yeah. They'll, they'll think about all the things. <laughs> yeah. I was just, I just have to ask Billy. I don't know. They'll, they'll call my insurance company and figure out what I can and can't do and, and how it works. Yeah. That's one the nice thing about Oxford is in-house billing. So yes, it's nice. And then I can just focus on the patient there, yep. you know, I'll spend all the time you need. Awesome. I love it. Um, well, hey, I, thanks for coming onto the podcast. Yeah. I thought it was, um, I enjoyed getting to know you a little bit. Um, it's great seeing you around here, but I don't always have the time to sit down and just dive into somebody and, you yeah. know, figure out who they are, what makes them tick. And uh, I like, I've enjoyed doing the, the podcast episodes the last couple of weeks uh, with our medical staff, yeah, um, even though some of them I see, you know, for my own problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I think we have a great staff here. Oh, um, it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah, really do. We and do. I like that you guys are all in one office. Mm -hmm. um, it's a good size office, but you know, I feel like there's collaboration going on. Yeah, definitely. Which, definitely collaboration. Yeah, you know, which is huge. I don't bounce think a lot ideas of off each other right. for the weird things. It's right. fun. <laughs> for the weird things. Mm -hmm. I love it. Well, thank, thank you very much for being on here. We'll close this episode yeah. out. Um, and uh, this will air hopefully on Thursday. Uh, we're, we were at one point like four or five episodes ahead, and then I moved and sickness and all kinds of stuff. Now we're on, like, hopefully we can get this done for today. Uh, but please feel free to like, subscribe, and share our podcasts. Um, I'm having a blast doing these. Uh, we'll continue to do them. I do have a pretty good schedule coming up. We've got a lot of outside, um, you know, people to, to interview and to talk to. So uh, definitely stay tuned, and we'll see you guys next week.